Hey, what's good everybody? This is Harry Arnett and this is Municipal's 15-Minute Mentor. Today we're going to talk to Chip Brewer. Chip is the president and CEO of Callaway Golf Company. He's been the CEO there since 2012. He's led the company from turnaround to industry leadership to complete transformation. Over the past few years, the company has grown with acquisitions of Travis Matthew, Jack Wolfskin, and most recently, a merger with Top Golf. So Chip is a great guy to know because he's the ultimate golf hookup. I had the best seat in the house for the first seven years of that journey, since for some reason, Chip hired me in 2012 as the global CMO and later as executive vice president at Callaway. That's what I did before starting Municipal. So you're wrong if you thought I did this because I couldn't find an actual job. Chip's a close friend of mine. He's a mentor and frequent golf partner, and I thought it was only appropriate to have him share his perspective on living and leading. Here's Chip and me talking about the value of integrity. So, hey, Chip, you know, I know your, your day is really easy now with uh, the complexity of the business as it's gotten bigger and more, in, in more diverse with more types of businesses. You've got kids growing up. You've got them almost out of the house now. How important is it for you to know your own core values to handle that kind of demand and that kind of complexity? It's critical, Harry. You know, in the in times of stress and uh, complexity, it's what you fall back on, and uh, uh, you know, provides your your north star. Values um, guide you through turmoil and change. And you're right; our business has been uh, uh, blessed in many ways, although we've had our our share of uh, you know concerns going through COVID. Who hasn't? Um, and uh, difficult times and it's a diverse business right now you get pulled in a lot of different ways and integrity and uh the values that you bring um keep you centered well i'm glad you brought whenever anybody ever asked me what it was like and what you're like to work for and work with i mean integrity is the word i always come up with number one and it's one of those words that is much as it's used, it never becomes a cliche. Um, what, is, what does it mean to you specifically? Well, first of all, Harry, thank you. I, can, I can't think of a higher compliment. Um, and uh, uh, means a lot that you would, uh, you know, think of me in that way. And, uh, you know, it's obviously very important to me. Um, integrity is, is complicated and simple at the same time. You know, it, it let me tell you what it's not. It's not compliance, right? <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, adhering to the law. Um, you know, it's doing the right thing. And, you know, it's not always easy to say what that right thing is because the right thing to different individuals does vary. Um, but, like the Supreme Court ruling on pornography, you know, we can't tell you what it is, but we know it when we see it. Uh, uh, it applies here. And, um, you know, integrity is not the easy thing. It's not popular. Uh, it's not selfish. If you're doing something selfish, you're almost always uh, on the other side of that integrity uh, issue. And it's just a non-negotiable quality for a leader uh, and uh, a high-performance team. It's something that, 
I do pride myself on and, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that, uh, uh, you know, you, you and I share that, I guess, and uh, that you thought of me in that way. I'm glad that we get to talk about pornography now. You just opened up the. Uh, <laughs> I always Something appreciate. Less about. I know exactly. I always appreciated when working for you, just how how simple you you made kind of the the day to day really around things like honesty and frankness and transparency, and I I tell. And not cutting well, corners, there's, you know. There's, a, there's another reason for that, uh, <laughs> Harry, that I'm a, I'm a rather simple man, too. Uh, the, uh, you, you know that as well. And uh, uh, we did try to boil it down, you and I, when we uh, had our, our many conversations and uh, uh, get to the essence of things, which I think was, was obviously very productive. I, I told a story once where we, you and I were having um, something heated. I'm sure now looking back on whatever it was we were – we were debating it would it would we'd probably laugh at at how small it probably was but we we were both like somewhat dug in on our positions on it and finally you know as any leader does you you have to you have to put a stop to the debate and say here's what we're doing and um not not shockingly to me it was it, you you chose your side and <laughs> as i'm leaving the as i'm leaving your office i said chip you can say a lot of things about me but one thing you can't say about me is i don't get the point <laughs> yeah that's right i love uh love those debates and uh you know they were obviously very productive and uh you know i think that's an integrity factor from your side you know that's the thing where you know you got to not be selfish we have a debate and uh you know we probably talked about that in advance and at the end of the debate, we're going to go execute the play, and you would do that wholeheartedly, even if it wasn't the uh, uh, play that you uh, uh, recommended. But that and that is integrity. I had complete confidence and trust in you, but that didn't happen very often. You uh, you did an amazing job, and uh, um, I was uh, uh, deferring to you and, and following your leadership on, on so many issues so often. I know, I know you have a incredibly strong relationship with your parents, um, you know, especially I, with both your mom and your dad. And I'm thinking a lot of your dad, just obviously because his his connection to golf and and my uh, my esteem for him. But how how far back do those lessons of just integrity, honesty, doing things the right way for you start? You know, they started really young for me, and. Uh... Uh, my dad was and is, you know, incredible role model on this subject. So my dad, uh, like you, is a Southern uh, gentleman, and uh, he grew up with very strong values and uh, positions on matters of integrity and trust and such. And uh, so, I, you know, I was taught at a young age, you know, please, thank you. Yes, sir. No, sir. Look him in the eye. Um, how you behaved, it was not a, a matter of discussion or debate. Uh, and as I started playing golf uh, with my dad, and as you you know, my dad's an accomplished player, uh, you know, he modeled it all the time, you know, on the golf course in terms of the integrity. And I, I can remember playing tournaments with him 
and uh, you know him calling rules on me. So we're playing in the father son at a golf course, and I brushed away some pine straw, and I think I used a towel. And they keep changing this rule, but at the time you couldn't use a towel to brush the pine straw away. And you know, you know, he walked over, put his arm around me, and you know, you feel like maybe in a father son you know, event, it's just, hey, you know, just next time you can't do that, son. There wasn't any of that. It was, that's two, son. Uh, you're you're now lying five, and uh, I've got a putt for par. <laughs> nice five so, back there. Nice five back there, son. Five. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, but, you know, um, he, I remember going to a uh, uh, birthday party for him, and I, I I don't know how old I was at this point, 12, something like that. It was a company event. And I remember the his boss stood up and called him the integrity factor of the company. And I remember I swelled with pride about that, hmm. too. And, uh, uh, you know, it's always been a big part of our relationship and definitely something he modeled for me and uh, uh, instilled in me to this day. Well, I think what you said is so true because it's not it's not really something that you talk about a lot and it's not something meaning leaders or or certainly you it's it's really something you have to model and have to model every day. And particularly as a leader when you have people that are following you and you're responsible for leading you you have to be incredibly consistent with that. Um 100%. I always you, you used to have you know used to you still do i'm just not around you all the time chip um anymore but you used to used to say you used to have this thing you would say about your say do's which is do do what you say you're gonna do all the time absolutely and Um, they do that enough and people will trust right and uh uh that's critical uh to being a good leader um you know, as we went through COVID, right, and we had to make the decisions that we had to make, um, earning that the, the employee base globally just had to know that we were doing the right thing, that we were making hard decisions, but also doing that which is best for the organization, not a self-interest, uh, um, et cetera. They had to trust what we put in front of them in our communication. And, you know, we fortunately, I believe, earned that through say do uh, over uh, a period. But there are times uh, that that's just invaluable. And uh, you you earn it a little bit day by day, uh, week by week, year by year um, by uh, by how you act and, and your, your say do. It consistently keeps you centered on the on doing the right things too, because you just mentioned a time of incredible crisis for for your leadership and the company when it was incumbent and really required for you to do what yeah was right, not what was convenient or what was popular or what was you know would create yeah. temporary comfort, right? Right. You know, when we did went through that period, Harry, we had to do, you know, we were concerned. So we, we could not see the uh, end in sight and our financial, and there's no way to financially model it. We had to do, you know, some pretty significant cost cutting. Uh, we had to take, uh, I, I cut people's salaries across the company and that's painful. 
uh, and you know, I took my salary to zero, hmm. you know, so that they knew that I wouldn't ask anything from them that I wasn't doing. And, uh, you know, we also, as the business recovered, you know, later in the year, and uh, we were fortunate, I didn't see it coming, but golf has been, uh, you know, able to recover quite nicely. And, you know, we were able to return to the employee base, everything that we withheld uh, from them during that time. We didn't know we could do that. Um, you know, it wasn't a promise that I could make, uh, but it was another instance where I think we hopefully earned some uh, credibility and belief in the integrity of the team and the organization. So it, it's just, a, integrity, as you know, it's a non-negotiable. Uh, we There's a lot of things that we can debate uh, integrity is not one of them. And the other thing I'll add on this is that, you know, on integrity, you got to model it. You got to, but you also got to commit to it all the time. You got to tell yourself it's non-negotiable. Uh, you got to tell everyone else it's non-negotiable. You know, we put it in writing, we put it into our culture document. Uh, it's just one of those keystones of, our culture, our business, who we are, uh, that uh, is fundamental. Well, I was going to ask you about that because obviously when when you started at Callaway um, and I was there for the first seven of it, seven years, our business was obviously a certain size and a certain number of brands. And as the, as the company has grown to more um, – Growing both organically and inorganically, and you've you've added some brands. How do you how do you export the importance of of what is core to Callaway and to you into these other businesses that are, you bring aboard? It's really you know becomes hard uh, because your ability to reach you know personally you know the organization is uh, uh, just not practical anymore. But you use you know technology. You use culture documents, uh, and you got to say it over and over and over again. You know, sometimes as a leader, your communication, you feel like, well, everybody already knows that. I've already said it. And, and, and you're probably wrong because, you you know, you've got to have a consistency of message and purpose. I've got to say it. I'm visiting a business in China. I've got to say it again when I'm on a all hands uh, Zoom call. Um, I've got to say it, model it, you know, do it uh, consistently in order to uh, get that message out. And you have to, you know, have the team aligned too. There's a there's kind of a a beauty in the in the redundancy of it, isn't there? Yes, it is, and it's like you said early, which is very true, particularly with me. It, you know, I, I, I end up simplifying things. So uh, it, it's, uh, it's how I deal with complexity and, and manage. And uh, so, you know, when we were talking about how do I motivate Doc and get him uh, excited and, you know, I'm not going to be in every meeting. I'm not going to be there all the time. But, you know, it's like great products gain market share, Doc. And... <laughs> Your job is make products you're proud of. 
And he gets that, right? It's like, okay, great. And then when he's making a grip decision, I'm not going to be around on a grip decision anymore. Uh, but he'll know it needs to fit into those two simple, pithy, you know, almost ridiculous motherhood type statements. But, um, you know, they serve a purpose in their simplicity as well. I always thought I was motivating him by yelling at him when I wasn't long enough when I was playing against guys. That more ball, really there's more ball stuff. I still see you yes. uh, uh, doing the caveman uh, approach. That also was uh, simple and effective, and uh, I, I couldn't agree with it more. But uh, you, you, you did a wonderful job here, my friend. That was my uh, way. I, that was my way of trying so to. Uh, that was my way of trying to help you scale the message, Chip. I got it. I think we all got it. And, uh, it, uh, it, it seemed to be effective. Well, I, I miss being around you, and I'm obviously in, in what we're doing here. There's My team would tell you, for some of them that know you, and for even those that don't, there's a lot of your influence and in how we're trying to do things in our little, our little fledgling business as we, as we try to be uh, a real brand someday, Chip. Uh, your product is phenomenal. I was... Uh, I mentioned to you before we got uh, on the uh, on-air portion here, but uh, you were kind enough to send it to me. The quality of the municipal product is just unmatched. So I know you're going to be successful, and people are going to really enjoy that uh, that brand and that product as you uh, as you get it exposed and out there to the world. Now, Chip Brewer. You can see why I loved working for Chip. And you also heard him say on the record that he's sending me a free driver. So we're going to hold him to that. To hear more episodes of the 15-Minute Mentor and to check out more from Municipal, please go to municipal.com and sign up to be on our mailing list. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And do me a favor. Please share this with a friend. Follow us at Municipal on all the social channels. And you can find me, too, Harry Arnett, on Twitter and Instagram. Please chat your listening. Let's all go be unstoppable.